Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Hallelujah. How many of you know you can listen to eight hours of preaching and nothing changes? And just one encounter with Jesus changes everything. The woman who touched the hem of his garment didn't listen to many sermons. She just said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. And that changed everything. I know some of you, when you come to church, you're coming for someone. Church is not a place of sermons. Church is a place of encounters. Amen. Jacob said, this is none other than the house of God the gate of heaven. The house of God is the gate of heaven. It's where heaven and earth intersect. And this is what this is all about. We are not here to preach to you another sermon. You can, sometimes I find that the longer people stay in church, the less breakthroughs they have because they are used to everything. They know which song comes when. They know there's some African style song coming. Then we've got the slow songs. Then there will be videos. Then the guy will come and he will preach a long sermon, and then somehow, by the Lord's mercies, we will end and be released to go and have our breakfast. That is not church. Do I have people in this place? That's not church. Church is a place of encounter where you come sick and you go back healed. You come discouraged, you go back what? Strengthen, then courage. You come broke, you go back with wisdom. Because, oh, where are the people? Mama, mama, mama. Yeah, some of you, you come single. <clears throat> you go back having seen someone. That's what church should be about. Church, church is a place of encounters, a place of transformation where you come in and when you go out, the devil is scared because the version of you that walked in and the version of you that walks out are two completely different people because you encountered not the preacher, not the summer, but God, the creator of the universe. He wants to meet with you this morning. Amen, someone. Are there people here? Hey, hey, hey. If you are into it, then be into it. You know, I used to do that political church of making everyone happy. I am done with that part of life because I realized that I'm here on an assignment. And I wasn't sent by people. I was sent by God. There was a man sent from God whose name was Mose. And we just got started. Romans 1 16 for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ if you read English read with me for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek I am not ashamed of the word why it is the power of God to what salvation the end game is salvation 
The end game is this thing called salvation. And I know you went and the preacher painted a, a clear picture of hell and you decided I'm not going there. And you walked forward and got saved. And you thought that is salvation, but I have better news for you. That's not all there is in salvation. Yes, that's part of it, but salvation is everything Jesus died to give us. Everything. Look, everything that pertains to life and godliness, everything you're looking for in this life is in this package called salvation. The Greek word is sozo. And it includes peace, it includes prosperity, it includes your health, it includes your relationships, it includes your marriage working. Am I talking? It includes your work, it includes your career, it includes your ministry. Every single believer must have a ministry. No one was saved to be the trailer. Yeah. When you were saved, you were given an, uh, the Holy Spirit. So you have an engine. You are not the, the one they pull behind. The, the tractor, the, you know, the, the thing they pull. You're, that's not you. That, those are the non-believers. You're the, you're the tractor. You're the thing with the engine. You're pulling non-believers. You're pulling them into the kingdom. Am I talking? I need to hire people to sit here and, tell and, and shout when the message is good. <laughs> because I know it is good. That's the, that's salvation. Salvation. Philemon verse 1, 6. Chapter 1, verse 6. Philemon chapter 1, verse 6 says that, that the, the, the sharing of your faith May become what? Effective by what? Acknowledgement of what? Of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. There are good things in you. Not because of you. There are good things in you because of Jesus. Ah. Galatians 5.24 For the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. Uh -huh. Joy, uh-huh. Peace, uh-huh. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All those good things are in you. Because of what? Because of what? Because of Christ. But you be there, you don't know you have too much love. You're full of joy. You're full of peace. Because of what Christ has done. And the thing is saying that the sharing of your faith should become effective by the acknowledgement. In other words, you can be there and you don't acknowledge that those things are there. Yeah. You're full of love. You just keep saying, Kale, me, I get angry quickly. No, that's not you. Yeah. You're full of peace, then you're there panicking because of a rat. That's not you. You're full of joy. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey. Spirit of the Lord is here. Spirit of the Lord is here. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I feel him in the atmosphere. Spirit of the Lord is here. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Yeah. Now rejoice. Yes. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes, there is joy. Because the fruit of the Spirit is what? Joy. Joy is part of it. This business of looking serious like you are an Old Testament prophet, it doesn't work in salvation. Yeah. You're not Elijah's son. Or oh, Isaiah for that matter. I'm talking about the gospel. It is the power of God unto what? Salvation. And we are first describing this salvation. This great salvation that the Son of God paid the ultimate price to give us. Everything. Everything. First Peter 2.24. It had better be the one. Huh? Huh? First Peter 2.24. What does it say? 24 Banange. Who himself uh-huh, did what? Bore our sins. I don't hear you. It is on body on the tree. Look, look. Wait, 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 What happened to our sins? Where did he bear his, our sins? Was that before you sinned them, while you were sinning them, or after you sinned them? English. Let me ask a question that is logic. It has nothing to do with theology. Was that before you sinned them, while you were sinning them, or after you sinned them? Where did he bear them? On that tree. And as a result, what happens? That we having died, what? May what? May live for. And then what else did he do? By whose stripes? Does he say, ah. does he say you are being healed? Does he say you will be healed? What does he say? Sicknesses were what? Sins were what? Born, taken away from you. That's one of the good things that is in you in Christ Jesus. I'm talking about salvation. When we say salvation, what do we mean? My name is Moses. I am saved. What are you saved from? More importantly, what are you saved into? Because those people are saved from something. They don't know that what you're saved into is more significant than what you're saved from. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. Oh, see how great. How great. Second Corinthians eight nine. Second Corinthians eight nine. Yeah, Second Corinthians eight nine. For you know what? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That what? Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That you through his poverty might be made what? Rich. That's also part of salvation. Ah yeah. Yeah. 
You see, I didn't write the Bible. I'm there to read the verses and let you think about it. So, you're on your way to heaven. Your sins were forgiven. Your diseases were healed. Your money was secured. Your marriage was sanctified, joyified, peacified. Your children were ah, taught of the Lord. <laughs> you, you, at work, you are the head, not the tail. Above, always, and not beneath. Uh -huh. Beginning. What have I left out? You're the first, not the last in school. Where else? What, what? That, that's all salvation. And all these things we mentioned, we, it's not even 1% of this thing called salvation. Because once you start understanding it a little bit better, then you start sending your handkerchiefs to your village. And they say there are no drugs in the clinics. You say, no, don't worry. Send my hanky to Rukunjiri. And, and, and. You see, either you believe or you don't. The only part of the Bible that works is the part you believe. If your whole faith is locked up in Panadol, that's the part that works for you. Mama, mama, salvation. And then he says, now, of course, you got saved, yeah? Into this salvation. The point is, there is a difference between Owning and experiencing. Mm. For many possess without experiencing. And that's common in church today. People who possess the promises. Oh, Wednesday. But the, their life does not show. Yeah? the experience. And then he says that the gospel is the power of God that opens the door into that experience of what you possess. <laughs> yeah. The gospel is the power of God that opens the door into the experience of what you already possess. Now, some of you are still thinking about it, so let me use a story. When I was younger, because <clears throat> I'm still young, and in the village, my mother, whenever she traveled, she kept her bedroom key with me. I was the one entrusted with her bedroom key because some of the choice goods of the house were kept 
in her bedroom. I know some of you are looking at me like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah like you just didn't find sugar lying around for you to take as much tea as you want. When it, no, 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 no. It was released at the appointed time in the right measures. Yeah, that's why some of us are taking our sugar now in our adult years. And then some of you are saying no sugar. I'm like, no, 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 no. I didn't take it then. I must... <laughs> Biggie feels me. Yeah, yeah. Some of you started leaking sugar when you were young. We couldn't find anything to leak. Yeah, best we could find was sugar cane, not sugar. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I was in possession of the key. Now, there were no f mobile phones back then. So you had to discern when she is coming back and therefore when she will need her bedroom key so that you are present as the steward to give it to the owner. Am I making sense? Now, one of those days, she happened to come back at the wrong hour. Earlier than usual. And I had gone to have uh, my social life time. You know, like, yeah. Like playing football or something. Or, you know. I was, I was, and because I was not phones, she couldn't reach me. So I come back at the time I expect her to be coming back and she has been at home for like two hours. But she couldn't access her bedroom because I am the one who knew where the key was. Was it her bedroom? Was everything in the bedroom hers? Could she access it? Because the man with the key had gone to socialize. Village socializing. That key is the gospel. I know a lot of you have been emancipated since. You don't keep sugar in your bedroom. But there are things which you, you know you can only access in your bedroom when you go home. The bedroom is yours. You, you know what's there. Like you've read about it in the Bible. You know there is healing in there for me. You know there is prosperity in there for me. You know there is peace in there for me. But your current experience is the one outside the bedroom. What you need is the gospel. For the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. What are some of the cool things in your bedroom that are not I was teaching this somewhere else and someone said husband. <laughs> so you locked him in there. Okay, 
So let's start with that one, husband. Uh, what else? <laughs> let's, let's remove the complicated ones first. You know, there are things in your bedroom, yeah? Which, even as I talk now, you know, if you went home and you didn't have the key, you can't access them, though they are yours, and you know they are there. Why? The gospel. The key. Now, being convinced of this thing, that the gospel is the key, it then becomes critically important to know what on earth is this gospel? If so much is depending on it, what is it? Galatians 1, 6. Even as we redeem the time. Together. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from whom him who called you where? Who him, him who did what? Called you where? Called you where? In the grace. English, English. He who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Which is not another. In other, it's no gospel at all. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Why? The gospel is the grace of Christ. Uh, it's the grace of Christ. So if, if it's that important, if it, if, that, if it unlocks the experience, huh? then we need to know what it is. My own experience in life has been that before I understood the grace of God, I knew a lot of things that the Bible said that I never experienced. I was saved. I got saved when I was young, and then I got saved many times every time the preacher came. So salvation wasn't my problem, as in the, the, the fire insurance. No, no, no. The thing was... The bedroom was mine. I had not the key. Until discipleship evangelism course with Andrew Womack, Don Crow, and starting to understand the grace of Christ. As I say, oh my God. Then my experience of that which I already possessed began. And it gets better and better day by day. Are, are, you, are you with me? The gospel is the grace of God. Now, some of you are scratching your internal heads. Give me Acts 20:24. Let's nail it. Mm -hmm. What does he say? But none of these things move me. Uh-huh. Nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify, louder, 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 to the gospel uh -huh, of the grace of God. Are you there? Now, right now, it is important for you to refuse the enemy 
to steal from you by planting unnecessary questions in your head. Because the questions don't give you the experience. <laughs> yeah. The questions won't give you the experience. You will go away theologically loaded, sad, poor, sick, and all the unnecessary things. Questions don't minister grace. It is faith which receives grace. What you need to do now is believe, not question. You can't believe while questioning. The two are not in the same realm. Good things happen to people who believe God loves them. That's my experience and the experience of thousands that I know of. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it say? Acts 20, 32. In the same chapter, 32. So now, brethren, together, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is what? Able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those that are sanctified. Can I have a little bit of high frequency on my mic here? It is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. That's which word? The word of not every word. No, no, no. The word of his grace is the one that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. That's why it says in, Roman, in Romans 5.17 that what? Romans 5.17. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive what? Abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, what will happen? They will reign in life, in this life. Not those who debate and say some grace and then some law. No, 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 no. Abundance of grace. You will reign in life. You, you see, you just have to examine your life and say, the way I'm living now, do my neighbors suspect I'm royalty? Pastor Angela B3, come, let's conclude this service. Yeah. Do your neighbors suspect you are royalty? Yeah. 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 Amen. Let me finish with Colossians 1, 5 to 6. Colossians 5, 1, 5 to 6. What does it say? It starts in the middle of the sentence, but let's start. Let's go by faith. Uh-huh. Because of the what? Of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you had before. I don't hear you guys reading. In the word, uh-huh, of the truth of the gospel. And then what does it say about it? Which has come to you, as it has also in all the world. And what does it do? What does it do? Is bringing forth fruit. Ah. 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 If when you look at your life, and then you look at the life of Jesus, there is a great chasm. Be suspicious of what you're listening to. Because this, it's bringing what? Forth fruit. You 
not the one who bears fruit. No, 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 no. You, you, the, Paul said, for in me, that is in my flesh, Romans 7, dwells nothing good. Yeah. Even your wife knows it. Yeah. Even your husband knows it. In the flesh, left to yourself and your fleshly mechanisms. Soft war, cold war, warm war, hot war, the whole time. However, you are not by yourself. You have that which does what? Bears fruit. What is it called? The gospel. Now, let, let me show you. The last part of that is very interesting. It says, as it has also among you, as it is, bringing forth fruit, as it is also among you, since the day you heard, listen to this, Read, read it, read it yourselves since the day you had, and what happened? And knew the what? The what? Amen. Amen. Uh, do you believe it? Do you receive it? Do you receive the word of his grace? Do you receive the gospel? Do you want to bear fruit? Do you want your life to be what he writes about? He says the path of the just is like the what? The shining sun that does what? Shines brighter and brighter to a perfect day. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.